This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where your betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And this message was brought to you by BLUEWIRE. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast. The official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, that Antonio Brown, is now an Oakland Raider. What is going on, Raider Nation? The NFL season is officially underway. We had our first game of football, at least for the regular season tonight. The Bears, the Packers, Thursday night football. It was really cool to finally see some actual football being played with the real starters. But the game that we are all looking forward to is Monday night, Raiders-Broncos. Um, the wind was taken out of our sails a little bit today. We'll talk about that soon. But the main thing I want to talk to you about, I'm going to be a pretty good stickler on trying to get our content out as soon as the game is over. Um, we, we try and stick to schedule, except only on the few games that I'm going to. One of them is going to be the Monday night game. Um, I'm making the trip. I'm about, I don't know, almost four hours away, depending on traffic. Uh, so I can't promise you on a 7.30 game, I'm not going to record on Monday night. So I'll be recording the next day uh, sometime on Tuesday. Not exactly sure when that's going to be. Uh, so we're going to try and pump something out for you. Be a little bit later than normal. Don't always expect that. Most of the time, it'll be the night of the game. But I do want to address for anybody going to the game on Monday, we are setting up a huge tailgate for the podcast. Uh, It's going to be in C-Lot. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be. But anybody here right now listening is invited. Raider family, 100%. Even if you've never talked to me or met me, uh, you're 100% invited. At least come by. Say what's up. I'd love to meet anybody that's listening to this show right now. 
Um, like I said, C-Lot, I'm going to drop my location on Twitter the day of. Otherwise, um, if you don't follow me on Twitter or you forget, I'm going to be shooting for, you know, kind of the middle of the entire parking lot, the middle aisle that goes through everything where the porta-potties are. I'm going to shoot for that side on an end cap somewhere. So I'm going for, I'm not exactly sure that's what I'm going to get, but I'm going for it. I'm going to have two spots, uh, with only one truck. It'll be a lifted white GMC. Uh, so look for me there. Have big tailgate barbecue. I'm hoping to have a bunch of tri-tip macaroni salad, bunch of drinks for everybody. Um, come hang out. And uh, thank you, actually, to a couple actually generous donators. we got a few people um, kind of helping out with some of the costs of this tailgate because I'm trying to put it on, at least for a lot of people. I, mean, I don't know how many are going to show up, but I'm, I'm trying to be prepared for as many as I possibly can. Um, but actually, shout out to uh, my buddy Ben here on Twitter. Um, he had a very generous donation. He's flying in from Mexico, so I thought I'd give him a shout out. Um, definitely helped us pay for all the parking and then some. Uh, so that was absolutely awesome. Um, I look forward to taking care of you. And anybody that's hit me up on Twitter in the DMs, I appreciate it. I'm going to keep an eye out for you specifically. Um, but yeah, come by, say what's up. Me and Kenny King will be down there hanging out. Uh, looking for a good time. Looking forward to some good Raiders football. So like I said, see lot. Um, whenever the gates open, somewhere around 2.30, something like that, maybe a little sooner. I'm going to drop the location and come find me. Do not feel shy. Uh, let's hang out, man. Let's hang out. This is what it's all about. The last year in Oakland, uh, the last real tailgating experience. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, guys. Look for me. But let's go ahead and get into the content. And one of the main reasons I wanted to have the podcast tonight um, was to go over the 53-man roster changes for the most part. Um, of course, we had the initial roster on Saturday night. Um, I knew that wasn't going to be like the official one that we see on Monday Night Football against the Broncos. Uh, right now, it's looking a lot more realistic. I can maybe see another move or two. Like, I would not be surprised. Uh, but for the most part, this is a good chance of being the actual official 53-man roster at least this week. Um, that's what we're preparing for. Um, so let's take a quick look at some of the changes that have been made since the last time you heard from me. And first off, we got to start off with uh, in the middle of all this craziness, we ended up with four quarterbacks and I had to make a bunch of jokes about it just because it's so funny. And I knew we weren't going to keep four quarterbacks. Uh, so I had to take advantage of the moment at the time. Uh, it's fun to tease around with stuff like this. At some point as Raiders fans, all you can do um, is kind of make some jokes about things. But yeah, we added Deshaun Kaiser um, and that ended up leading to Nathan Peterman. Uh, we found out actually through hard knocks, it was official. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought it could have been one of those, you know, kind of faking the injury, uh, uh, injured reserve stash. But it turned out that he really did hurt his elbow during the final preseason game. So we stashed him on IR. We got a third quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I guess we're going to be rolling with three quarterbacks. This still not really something I was looking forward to. Um, but I guess, you know, he did kind of make a point in a few press conferences. John Gruden did say uh, it sucks when a quarterback goes. If, I mean, I don't want to say this, but if a quarterback goes down, uh, being stuck with only one quarterback, that is pretty rough, I understand. But I will say a bigger issue now that I have is our four linebackers. Well, actually, now we have five because we re-signed uh, Kyle Wilbur, even though he's more of our special teamer guy. But he's still an outside linebacker. So right now what we're looking at is we have our four linebackers, our one special teams linebacker, five linebackers. But you look at middle linebacker, we only got one guy, Vontez Perfect. And there's nobody listed on the depth chart behind Vontez Perfect. So for a guy that's had a bad injury history, and shout out Ray Daru, who's been uh, heckling me um, about doubting Perfect. I know, man. I know. I, he's, he's got a supporter of me. I was a doubter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to support the guy. Um, but I will say, 
his rough injury history, his concussions, I'd hate to see something happen and we not have somebody suitable to fill in in that spot. I know um, at one point my guy Markel Lee, I've been high on Markel Lee, uh, they imagined him to be a middle linebacker. I believe that was the last offseason. They were hoping he was going to be able to make that transition. Um, and they learned he was kind of just more of a strong side uh, linebacker, which really fits his role. He's going to be coming in with, you know, of course we have Vontez Perfect. We have to hear Whitehead. Those are going to be pretty much our every down linebackers. Um, and then depending on the situation, of course, whenever it comes into nickel defense, you could see a Nicholas Morrow rotating in there, depending on the situation. Otherwise on short yardage downs, you're going to see a lot of Markel Lee, um, a lot of bunch of formations. You're going to see Markel Lee. Um, so those, those are going to be the two linebackers now that are going to be rotating around. But yeah, besides that, I think those were my only two complaints at this point on the 53 man roster overall. You know, I got to agree. I'm just a fan. Don't listen to my complaints. That was just my only concerns that I think I had um, at this point in time. But we lost a couple guys. First off, um, Keelan Doss. I hate even bringing him up. Probably the last time I bring him up on the podcast. Um, But he decided instead to, instead of, you know, he had an offer from the Raiders to sign with our practice squad, but instead he decided to sign with the Jaguars practice squad. And that's okay. Um, I mean, I understand that's more of a, I guess, business decision more than just kind of where he wanted to go with his heart. I'm sure, you know, being cut by a team that he thought that he could probably make, um, especially with his hard knocks, um, I guess, reputation. I guess he probably thought he could make the team. He could be a little upset with Gruden and with the cuts with Mayock, um, and that's okay. He decided to go to the Jaguars where he'll have a really uh, much higher chance of making that roster, I think, than he would with Oakland. Um, so good for him. Um, hope to see him succeed and uh, hopefully just not, you know, be on the field, I guess, during our final game uh, in Oakland at the end of the season, week 15. But another guy is Jason Cabinda. Uh, my guy, Jason Cabinda, um, really sucks to see him leave. Uh, he ended up signing with the Lions practice squad, and I will say this was one guy that, to me, looked like he took this cut really hard, and he really took it to heart. Um, he's even had some reaction to some of the Antonio Brown drama. Um, it's definitely been a hard thing to watch. I've been a big Jason Cabinda fan. Um, and you know, like I said, I understand some of the feelings that some of these players get during these cuts. Um, I can understand the emotional attachment to a team, really putting all your effort into it and just kind of being shut down. Um, but I don't necessarily think that this is the right reaction or the right way to handle things. Uh, Jason Cabinda, he's still my dude, but, um, I hope the, the, the Raider hate and the Raider taunting on social media ends uh, sooner rather than later. And one of the interesting moves that we made was the Raiders had temporarily released defensive end Josh Morrow, who was actually kind of slated as a starter all offseason, um, has since that's been changed since on the death chart on the Raiders website. Um, I guess, you know, give that as much weight as you should. Uh, but they did that to make room for Kaiser. And then once Peterman was put on IR, uh, or actually I say Peterman and Isaiah Johnson was put on IR, um, Morrow and Kyle Wil- Wilbur were re-signed with the team. Um, so that filled that right back up. And actually another side note with Isaiah Johnson, um, a guy who you guys probably remember, he suffered a big concussion on like one of the first defensive plays of the first preseason game. I was really high on this guy, really disappointed to see the injury and man, it breaks my heart to not even know that it was a major concussion, but he suffered a facial fracture on the right side of his face. Uh, it took a pretty big hit. So, uh, both him and Peterman will be on injured reserve. They won't be able to return until after week eight. Um, hopefully he's uh, locked, loaded, ready to go. Um, Isaiah Johnson is a guy that I think will be around for a while. It's just, you know, now we're not going to see a big outbreak year like I was really hoping for. 
And now I'm going to wrap up the official roster by going over the practice squad. And these were the guys, the 10 players that we were able to acquire. Marcel Aitman, Quentin Bell, Lester Cotton, Dylan Maven, Rico Gafford, Nick Nelson, Anthony Rush, Demare Crockett, Eric Saubert, and Justin Phillips. Um, you know, spread it out pretty well. I think it was five offensive players, five defensive players. Um, it was cool to see Aitman, Bell, Cotton come back. Rico Gafford has always been a big practice squad guy. He's always been a little decoy. Um, if you guys remember last year, he was the guy that had the article written about him because of all the different positions he's been playing, uh, our little speedster. Uh, Nick Nelson was a stash. We got lucky with him. Um, and Anthony Rush, that was a guy that a lot of fans were mo- almost more upset about with him than uh, Keelan Doss. So it was cool to see him get on the practice squad, not have to worry about him anymore. Um, and then the last thing, too, if you guys watched the game tonight, um, Eddie Pinheiro made the roster for the Bears. And if he kicks in five games for us, um, then we will receive a seventh round pick. So after the 53-man roster cuts, um, that's the main things, in my opinion, to keep an eye on. Uh, but let's go ahead and move forward. And I want to get through this next topic as quickly as possible. Uh, because I'm really tired of talking about it. But uh, let's go ahead and hit on this Antonio Brown drama. So first news about Antonio Brown, um, I guess on Wednesday, it was announced that Antonio Brown has finally chosen his helmet, um, signed a deal with uh, Zenith Shadow. Uh, Not necessarily a custom helmet. um, I'm sure it was custom fit for him, but it was more of a custom face mask for his vision. Um, I guess less bars. It's not available to the public yet only for Antonio Brown, so I guess that was a custom feature in this custom-made helmet. Um, But earlier that morning on Instagram, Antonio Brown posted a picture um, of a notice from the team letting him know that he would be fined. I don't know what it was, like 52000 something like that. Pretty good amount. That was for, I guess, missing a mandatory meeting. If you look at the date, uh, that was the date of the Canadian game, the Raiders-Packers game in Canada. So what he missed was the morning walkthrough of the Raiders-Packers game. Now... Some practices I get. Um, I think a lot of people were using his excuses like, look, oh, he was fighting what he believed in. Now they're finding him. Well, he had no reason not to be at that morning walkthrough. What could he have been possibly doing in Canada? He should have been there. Absolutely. So um, we saw that post. He was at practice, which was cool um, on Wednesday. So that's fine, right? So now it was reported on uh, Thursday, today. Now, the day that I'm recording, anyways, that A.B. and Mayock got into a fight. And, uh, I mean, it was a good fight. Not quite a fist fight. Uh, but I think it almost got to that point. It got to the point where even teammates, as in Fontes Perfect, uh, were having to kind of restrain him. Um, and he even threatened to punch Mike Mayock in the face and walked away, kicked a football, punted the football, and uh, yelled, Find that. So, wow. Uh... You know, I thought I was really prepared to talk about this, but I am still kind of right now at a loss for words. This is not something that we needed in the organization. I mean, 100% something we did not need in the organization. Uh, We knew what we were getting, you know, I mean, a little bit of a, not a loose cannon, but a strong personality. And this is a guy that I think, I think has taken the, I guess the, the, the player movement a little too far because I support stuff like that whenever it comes to like the NBA even some football players, like I understand the, the or should I say the, the player empowerment, um, you know, stepping up, making a name for themselves. You see the LeBron James thing with the glass helmet. I mean, I, I'm cool with all that. I'm not really gonna, you know, uh, knock him for that. That's awesome. I mean, I get it. Like you, you're, you feel like sometimes you're buried on a 53 man roster. You don't have a name for yourself. So yeah, you know, get out there and, uh, you know, make a name for yourself. 
that's cool. But this, at this point, you're not even like taking offense to something that you felt like you were in the right on. I mean, if he feels like he was in the right, I'm concerned because he was definitely in the wrong. I, I mean, come on, just take the fine, just pay the dang fine. You got thirty million dollars guaranteed, and you're gonna you're gonna complain about a fifty thousand dollar fine? The wording, hate? No, you didn't. They're not hating on you. I mean, for the most part, they've supported you this entire offseason. We've had a little bit of a, a good cop, bad cop. Uh, Mike Mayock finally, he held silence almost the whole time. Then finally, after showing up and leaving, showing up and leaving, which was annoying, Mayock came out and addressed it, and Gruden was still backing him up. So a little good cop, bad cop. Uh, but now it's kind of turned into a good detective, bad detective, because this has kind of turned into a case. At this point now, um, there's been rumors of a possible suspension. Uh, the team would suspend him. And at this point, uh, I think the maximum suspension you can do is a four-game suspension. I think they're maybe looking into a one-game suspension, something along those lines. Now, what that could do is if you suspend him, uh, I think the Raiders would have the right in writing in his contract to be able to void that $30 million guaranteed. And that is huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, for a player like Antonio Brown that is, a uh, at this point, acting like a loose cannon, uh, 30 or any guaranteed money uh, is money that you should be focused on. Uh, as of now, I'm not going to say he's promised a career with the Raiders. And I hate to say that. I mean, I've pulled for Antonio Brown this whole time, but this situation does not look good. And not because of what the Raiders are doing, but this is because I feel like Antonio Brown has really pulled out of this mentally. Um, he's unfollowed Derek Carr. He's unfollowed the Raiders on Instagram. I mean, whatever, it's just social media. Uh, but there's some weight behind that. He's he's seriously frustrated. Um, I mean, there's a little bit. I don't want to put any blame really on Mike Mayock. Um, but I can say handling a personality like that, the way he's handling it, I don't think is going to work. But at some point, I mean, come on, Antonio. Like, it shouldn't just be like your way or the highway. That shouldn't be it. It shouldn't be your way or the highway. I mean, I understand, Mike, like maybe there could have been a different way to approach it. Um, don't be so strong. Don't be so like, you know, kind of, I guess the same as him. I could say their personalities clash. Um, but at this point, I mean, I got to kind of stand with Mike Mayock here. You got you to gotta make a decision, Antonio Brown. You, you know, you wanted to be a Raider. You want to do all this stuff. Um, you don't want to be painted as a bad guy. Um, but you're letting yourself be painted as a bad guy. So um, I hate to say this, Raiders fans. Um, and I don't want to take the wind out of our sails, but um, as of now, Thursday night, and I understand things can change. Things could completely change. Everything could be uh, cast away just like it just about has with everything else. But this does not look good. My gut feeling has not felt like this this entire offseason, but this does not look good. Um, and, you know, we're speaking about my bookie. If I'm a betting man, I would right now put money on Antonio Brown not being a Raider before I say that he will be a Raider now. Um, I will say after all this stuff happened, uh, Drew Rosenhaus, his agent did come out with a little interview. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys. Is Antonio Brown. Okay. Mentally. Is he in a place mentally in which he can actually step on a field on Sundays and get the job done at the level we've seen him do it? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind about that. I don't think there's any issue in that capacity. Um, we have had some obstacles through training camp, but Antonio is fine. He's great, and he's going to continue his career and do some great things. How do you get him to tailor back the social media, the Instagram that we all just saw with the fine from Mike Mayock? 
That's something that we've discussed with Antonio and the team, and we're trying to all get on the same page moving forward. All right, Rich. So, yeah, that's uh, that was the statement from Drew Rosenhaus. Um, the only thing that bugged me was he didn't seem completely fully committed uh, to defending his guy, Antonio Brown. I mean, I'm sure he was. He said all the right things. Um, but it wasn't necessarily the same interviews that we've seen from him before. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, even after all this, I have one more, I guess, little clip here that I'll play. And I thought it was before this interview here. That was the statement from Drew Rosenhaus. This next one is going to be the statement from Mike Mayock um, almost directly after practice. Uh, so let's listen to it. Okay, short and sweet. Antonio Brown's not in the building today. He won't be practicing. Uh, I don't have any more information for you right now. And when I have some and it becomes appropriate, you guys will all get it. I promise you. But that's it for today. Thank you. So there's that. I guess at this point we wait and see what's going to happen. But the last note that I kind of want to bring to attention here for you guys is I am not necessarily concerned uh, with what Antonio Brown's thinking. I'm not necessarily concerned with what the team's going to do with him. Um, at this point, I think we need to take a step back and we need to look at Antonio Brown, the person right now, and we need to try and understand, is there something actually kind of mentally wrong with Antonio Brown? Is there something off there? Um, does he need, I'm not going to say, um, I'm not going to say he has any kind of disorder, but I mean, at some point, do you think maybe he's just kind of been going through it? I mean, we knew how he, how he grew up. He's always been, uh, kind of undermined. He's always been underestimated. He's always felt the need to prove everybody wrong. He's always felt the need to be the best and and want to be the best. And now that he's there, he feels like he has to still be the best. Um, has it just kind of overtaken his thought process? Um, has has he just not necessarily lost some screws? Um, is he just not quite um, all in tune with, you know, I guess where he should be? Um, is he not in that comfort zone? Is he just, you know, just kind of out of character? Is he out of pocket right now? Is, is he Is he not normal? Um, I think at some point, I think it'd be in his best interest and in the Raiders' best interest. Maybe see if he had talked to somebody, see what's going on, see what see what's really bugging him. Because I don't think that this Antonio Brown is a truly happy Antonio Brown. Um, the image that he puts on on camera looks great. Um, he tells us everything he needs to know, but there's something in there that seems robotic. He says the same things uh, quite often. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to maybe have someone look into the real Antonio Brown. Uh, tap in there. I mean, look into his mental health. I mean, there's n- there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but like I said, do this whole thing. I really hope things turn around. I really hope that this whole conversation tomorrow, by the time we wake up tomorrow um, and everyone's listening to this episode, I hope I could be saying like, dude, Cody, you're so wrong. I hope that's the case. Um, I hope that the next four days isn't circled around Antonio Brown. I don't want it to be like that. We got 52 other players ready for Monday Night Football. They're going to go out there that have been working their tails off all off season. Haven't heard a word from them. Haven't heard a word from these other 52 players. I want to give them the attention now. So wrapping up AB, like I said, hopefully everything I said, I hope it's wrong. I hope it is. I really hope it is. I hope I feel like an idiot after talking about all this and addressing all these issues. Um, I hope he turns it around. I hope he makes that choice. Uh, because as of now, I think the ball's in his court. Um, if AB keeps being this AB, um, I think Mayox made it clear that uh, he, he's not he's not going to deal with it. So hopefully AB makes a difference, uh, makes a change, um, and comes back to practice. But we're just about ready to wrap up the show. We're going to take a short break. Um, I got a quick message here from Blue Wire, and then we're going to wrap up the show um, with what I think about our matchup against Denver this week. 
few of us on this show use Harry's razors. Myself, I've been using my shoot at least the last year. Um, if you visit their website, you can check out all the different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Now, why should you try Harry's? Because Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. And me, that's exactly where I was too. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, a rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And we're back. Now, I'm going to wrap this thing up pretty quick with the game preview and some of the matchup matchups I'm looking at. Um, and I will say, looking at some of the positions now that we've decided on with, obviously, Gabe Jackson being out for a few weeks uh, with that injury still, who... I will note, was not put on injured reserve, so they are probably confident that he will be able to return sooner rather than later. I think what I think what everyone was expecting was, you know, maybe four to five weeks. I think it could be possibly sooner than that, maybe after week two or week three. Expect Gabe Jackson there around the corner, ready to go in a big, heavy, bulky knee brace. Uh, but in his place will be Denzel Good playing a right guard. And then over at left guard, I think Jordan Devy's going to be the guy. But Jonathan Cooper, if there's issues, could be rotating in. I would not doubt it. Um, but that, they're going to be playing a big role because the matchup I'm going to be looking at is left tackle and right tackle because you know who's going to be bouncing around on them? Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Now, we've hand, we handled them last year uh, pretty well. And that was because I think we went into the game knowing that they're absolutely lethal. Um, and I look forward to that matchup again. I think Trent Brown should have a big showing to start this thing off going up against a speedy defensive end. I think Vaughn will be on his side most of the time, um, but obviously bouncing off the other, picking on Colt Miller, uh, seeing who has the best matchup between all of them. Uh, but yeah, the pass rush on the defensive Bronco on the, or should I say on the Denver Broncos defensive side uh, is going to be the one to watch. Um, and also now looking at linebackers, like I said, Nicholas Morrow, next man up. Um, he's going to have some coverage duties to take care of. 
Um, but in reality, Markel Lee is going to be the guy because I don't think Denver is going to have much of an air attack. Uh, when Markel Lee gets on the field, I'm hoping this guy makes an impact and gets in there, stuffs the run, uh, really makes some stuff happen for sure. But now with no AB, what we need to really hope for here, Raider Nation, is a healthy J.J. Nelson. Um, now, I know people seem to think that J.J. Nelson is a slot wide receiver. He is not a slot wide receiver. Um, that is not the type of role that he plays. He is an outside wide receiver. I'm sure he can move inside and run a little bit. Uh, but I think how we're going to be set up for the most part is going to be Tyrell Williams is going to be our wide receiver one, which is what he's been most of the offseason anyways. Hunter Renfro is going to be sliding around in the slot. And then we're going to have J.J. Nelson and Ryan Grant rotating out uh, with each other, I think, a lot. Or should I say, I mean, it should be pretty much those three guys anyways rotating around quite a bit. They can pretty much all, at least Grant and Hunter Renfro, they're kind of interchangeable um, with J.J. Nelson kind of being that X factor, sliding in there, making some big plays, hopefully opening up the field. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, when it comes to this matchup, it's going to be all about stopping that pass rush. I mean, that defense isn't what it used to be. Uh, But Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are still Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So we invested into our offensive line. We had some injuries, but that's on the interior. Um, That could affect the run game a little bit, but uh, we still got our two tackles out there. Colton Miller, who we're going to rely on as a left tackle for a long time. And now Trent Brown, the highest paid tackle in the NFL. We're going to see if it pays off Monday night. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, all all this AB news, don't let it get you down. Um, I talked to my good buddy Darren Carr, and you know we both agree this team is a lot better than what it was, what it was last year, with or without AB. We're going to be a good football team. We got a good offense. We have a lot of weapons. Josh Jacobs is going to be lethal. Um, I look forward to seeing how we use him in this offense. Uh, so no matter what, guys, uh, Denver Monday night, we're still going to dominate. So, like I said, you won't be hearing from me immediately. I'll be at the I'll be at the game. I'll be at the home opener. Hit me up, look for me, see lot, look for the stuff on Twitter. It's going to be going down. And uh, due to some recent events, I've taken a little hit in my ratings and reviews. You guys can if you appreciate my shows, if you appreciate my episodes and my hard work. Do me a favor, drop me a little rating or a review wherever you listen, hopefully on Apple, iTunes, um, or on the podcast app. Uh, Show me some love, show me some support. Uh, Looking forward to a big 2019 season. Uh, But other than that, Raider Nation um appreciate it it's got a few more days like i said we're uh, about three days away we're ready to go we're ready to rock the season is here about time to put up or shut up hopefully when the next time you hear from me the raiders will be back so until after the game raider nation i'll see you guys